Well, good morning to you all. Um, sure, what to say, hey, when we see the Lord high and lifted up, whoo, and then have to preach. And I think the Lord does it because He's just so awesome. We serve a wonderful, wonderful God. And what I saw for us this morning is an encouragement from Mark chapter 4. And we know that Jesus teaches the parable of the sower. And He says that um, a man went out to sow seed. And as he sowed that seed, some fell on the path. And some fell amongst the thorns, and some fell on the shallow soil. But then some fell in the good soil. And the disciples are listening to this. And remember, Jesus had spoken to a great multitude, so much of a multitude that they had pushed the boat out. He had got into the boat, they had pushed it out on the water. And it's a fascinating thing when you look at Jesus' ministry, how often he had to deal with crowd control. He was continuously telling people, don't share about this miracle. Don't, don't tell about what's happened. You know, just go your way in peace. Because he had a real crowd control problem. So here he is in the boat with a multitude of people. And he shares a parable. And they probably wouldn't have understood it. And the parable was about the word of the kingdom. That's the seed. The seed is the word of the kingdom. And the word of the kingdom is that there is another kingdom. What we see with our eyes here is unfortunately the fallen world. This was what God created, but the devil came in and deceived man into destroying what God created. And as much as we build our lives, and as much as we build our neighborhoods and our communities. Well, the kingdom of God is not necessarily those things. It can be, but it's not necessarily those things. And Jesus said, if you persevere with this idea of the kingdom and you let it take root, it's going to bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold in your life. That your life is going to be one that touches eternity. That you are going to be one who can bring people into eternity. Um, think about this. You've got uh, Elon Musk, a South African, living in the States, behaving well sometimes and badly others, doing some incredible things and doing some things incredibly bad. And we look at that and we're like, wow, that is a man of impact. Mm, he is having an impact. But much like Carnegie, Rockefeller, and so on. Give it 100, 150 years, and no one is really going to remember what they did. You know? However, every single person who you encourage towards Christ, either to remain in Christ or to accept Christ and have faith on Him as the Son of God for eternity will remember the name of Jesus and yours. So if you want a true legacy, 
If you want true wealth, souls is where it's at. There is one commodity in heaven that God cannot create, and He is creator. And the problem is free will. God cannot create a people that love Him by force. Rather, He has to show this people, us humans, who have free will over and over and over again that He loves you, that He's for you, that He's with you, that He's good, that He's a Father, that He gives you wisdom so you may prosper, He heals you so you can enjoy life and not suffer, He gives you prophecies so that you may have hope and a goal towards the future. Right? Over and over and over. Why? Because the problem is free will. He is trying to show us that He is good and loving and kind. He gave us the Bible to show us what was the beginning like? What was the world that He created like? Why did it break? Why is there pain and suffering in this world? Was it because God made pain and suffering? Or was it because man brought pain and suffering in by his own free will? It was because we brought it in. God did not make pain and suffering. There was no death until Adam chose to eat of the knowledge of, tree, of the tree of good and evil. And so we have this loving father who is wooing us to himself because he cannot force us. He won't do it. He's chosen not to. He celebrates freedom. Yeah. So when we think about it, the one thing for all eternity that God cannot make is any more of us repentant people who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is the opportunity and the time. Now is the opportunity and the time. Mm. Very good. So, sir, um, the, y y y you looking around, you got the bit, yeah. I wonder if you could stand. I just see the Father's hand upon your life. I see um, just the most beautiful rings on his fingers. And he's just, he's just reaching out to you. And I see how you have a heart after God. How you actually love the Lord. And at the same time, it's not a wishy-washy thing. It's actually quite a strong, hard, robust love. And I feel that you have a number of people who are not soft. You know, I'm a bit of a soft guy. I'm a softie. But there are a number of people who aren't soft like me who need leadership who need influencing and I feel that God has put his hand on you and it's, it's like these, these chunky gold rings just showing this robustness of his strength and his might on your life so be who you are with Jesus share him freely because there's a whole lot of people that are going to relate to the way you share Jesus, particularly. So Father, I just thank you that you have highlighted this man. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would continue a mighty work from his life. 
that, Lord God, you would reach out and touch those people I can see. That, Father, even some people in society who are different or hard or... Um, it's, I almost see like people on motorbikes for some reason. I don't understand that. Does, does that make sense to you? And I, I just thank you, Lord, that he's going to reach them, that he's going to touch them, because your power is upon him for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Jesus shares the parable, and the seed falls on the wayside. And he said that, that the birds come and they steal it. And what is that? That is, Jesus explained it to his disciples later because they said, we don't understand this. And he said, well, the seed is the word of the kingdom. This word which says you've got the world and you've got God's kingdom. God's kingdom is what he wants to expand throughout the world. The world isn't what God created anymore. It's fallen. It needs to change. It needs the kingdom. So, that seed, that message of the kingdom, falls along. And those who don't understand it, who don't see that there's two kingdoms, who don't see that actually we're almost in this place of having what we see every day as an inferior kingdom. And the superior kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ is in the hearts and the minds of His people. Now, if we don't understand that, the devil comes in and steals it. And you're like, you know, I don't understand this thing about the kingdom. I, I, just, I just live my life and, you know, this world that's here, that's all there is. Okay? The devil steals it. Steals the importance of it. And my wife's going to share a testimony in a moment about the importance of the kingdom. And so that's the seed. Then we have the shallow ground. Now, the shallow ground... The seed falls in and sprouts up. And those of us who hear about the kingdom and you hear there's a message that there is another king. His name is Jesus. There is another kingdom called the kingdom of God. There's another country, if you like, in our terminology today. The country is called the country of Jesus. Or there is another corporation, a global corporation. And that corporation is called the body of Christ. And it is going everywhere, bringing the freedom and the liberty of God. Everywhere it goes, people hear that message and they're like, hallelujah, that is the answer. Because they look around and they see the brokenness and they see the world that is in pain and it is in hurt. And there are some good things. But let's be honest, by and large, all of us experience multiple deaths in our life where important people to us pass away. And ourselves, we will die. So death is here and present. And it's not easy. And we, we all experience it. Now, there's this message of hope which says, in the midst of this, there is one who brings resurrection from the dead and you will meet them one day. And though they sleep, they shall live forevermore. Okay. Which is a wonderful message of hope for us. People receive that with joy. But then the sun comes, as in the sun in the parable, not the S-O-N, but the S-U-N. And it beats down. And there's no root and Jesus described the root as perseverance with the message of the kingdom. Perseverance with the idea that there is the kingdom of God and that kingdom is the true expression of God, of His love, of His grace, of who He is 
And this world isn't that. It's opposite to the world. Okay? So, this perseverance is lacking. Because it's really hard to go out there in the business place, run your own business, and trust God for sales, to be honest and upright, to execute and to do everything in a righteous manner, and not overpromise. So, particularly, I deal in the world of artificial intelligence. So, not overpromise, because there is a lot of overpromising going on in that world. Um, not uh, market and and just sell. You know that hard selling where yeah maybe there's some substance to what you're saying but actually just convincing people to buy your stuff and so that's just an example of one challenge you have another one in your marriage where god says forgive so your spouse does something and you forgive them your spouse does it again you forgive them the spouse does it again you forgive them the spouse does it again and you're like you know what i'm just annoyed now <laughs> this is like why do i have to keep forgiving but the kingdom has a perseverance about it we see our Father who is loving and forgives us, and as He's forgiven us, so we forgive, especially those close to us. They have opportunity to hurt. Let's be honest, you probably don't need to forgive the taxi driver who cuts in front of you. You're never going to see them again. You don't care. They're not important. There's nothing happening there. But to the people who are close to you who keep wounding you and hurting you, there you need forgiveness. There you need the kingdom to come. So, they can't do it. That is like... The seed that springs up quickly, the sun comes out and it withers. Now, the next seed falls amongst the thorns. And the seed that fell amongst the thorns, this is the one that us middle class people struggle with the most. In fact, when I teach it, I say it's the middle class curse. The middle class curse is because... Um, the middle class curse is because we love comfort and hate pain and so we continuously seek comfort and we succeed we seek a measure of financial security so what martin shared this morning about the birds and the lilies and do not worry is extremely difficult for the middle class it's actually quite easy for the poor and it isn't actually a concern for the rich but it is 100 percent a problem for the middle class because everything about us from the time we go to school till the time we retire is orientated towards financial security and comfort as a middle-class person you need to realize that because that's what you're fighting and I say fighting because Jesus said the seed that falls amongst the thorns is the seed that starts to sprout amongst the thorns but it is choked by the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth wealth promises you freedom wealth promises you health it promises you victory but ultimately it cannot deliver those things i know people who have spent all their money my father actually died of cancer and he spent as much money as he could he even went to mexico where they don't really have regulations on drugs and he tried experimental things to see cancer killed uh, i wish i knew what i knew now because then i could have prayed for him but anyway 
that's an example of money. It just doesn't help. There's nothing you can do. You can't buy your way out of it. But God can deliver you. So the problem is these, these, these weeds, these worries of the world choke the seed of the kingdom. You see, we have two choices. We can live for what we see here or we have the kingdom which is in us and we know what God said. He said, do not worry about these things. I will take care of you. Why do you worry about what you put on? Uh, unfortunately, the water wasn't working and I didn't feel comfortable in the long pants, so you got me in the shorts. Why do you worry? I was a little worried and then he reminded me and now I'm not worried. So, I was a bit worried about what you might think. I do not want to offend you in the preaching of the gospel is offensive enough on its own. So, these worries come in and they choke us and there's things like school fees and there's things like uh, our, our kids need to, perhaps you want to send them to university and there's things like, oh, what about my retirement? Do I really want to work until I die? <laughs> um, those sorts of worries come in. There's the, the car repairs, perhaps. Uh, we can keep going. You, you know, oh, the electricity is up and down, so I need, I need an inverter and a battery, you know? Like, like, the water keeps coming up and down. Okay, I need a Jojo tank. Uh, this never ends. But your father said, don't worry about that. He will take care of you. So it takes real fortitude to come against this middle class curse of being trained from when we were young to seek after security and comfort. Do you know not everyone seeks after those things? Just the middle class and the western middle class. Eastern middle class don't do it as much. They're more communal. And certainly the poor don't think about that. Um, security for them is a luxury. And as we say, the rich, um, they are worried about power. So it's a different game. Now, those who hear the word, persevere with it. The word of the kingdom will bear a crop 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now, that means we need to persevere with the word of the kingdom that there is this King Jesus and he has a kingdom or a country or an organization, whatever you can relate to. And that country, that organization is going to provide for your needs. That organization called the kingdom of God is going to provide you with health care. That organization is going to provide you with wisdom for living life and for your relationships. That is a very big challenge. And probably a good time to say, Vex, come share that testimony. Because we've chosen to live a life of the kingdom as an example for others so that perhaps it becomes easier for you than trailblazing is for us but also because the kingdom actually is really cool <laughs> and it's really much better to be healed by Jesus than it is to have a doctor prodding around you <laughs> when they've done that um, good morning beloved um, so on Friday we were at some friends house and um, all the kids were swimming and uh, they had left all their towels with us my all of the kids come around the corner 
And my little one, my Jake, he's 11, isn't with them. And I'm like, guys, where's Jake? Next thing, my kid comes around the corner and he's holding his head like this. And he's got his hand over his mouth. And I think, this oak has tripped. He's hit his head. He's got, I'm expecting he's going to move his hand. It's going to be blood. So I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I get up, I run to my boy. And I'm like, what's wrong? He says, it's my head. It's my head. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. So I move his hands because I think he's hit his face. I'm thinking we've lost teeth. And he's like, no, 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 my mouth is fine. I've hit my head. I fell on the stairs and he hit it on the corner here like this. I look behind his ear. He's got a centimeter and a half cut behind his ear and it's about three millimeters wide. And just above it is like, almost like a hole that's also about like three millimeters by three millimeters. And you know when you're just like, I can't fix that. <laughs> Mommy's kisses ain't gonna do diddly squat. I just hold this boy and I start praying, Jesus life, Jesus your life. In my spirit, I actually like, I felt myself go like this into Jesus. Cause I can't do this. I, there's nothing in me that can change that. There's nothing in me that can fix that boy right now. I can't take his pain. I can't do anything. We happen to be the friends that we're at there. She's, she's a midwife and she actually, she sews things all the time and she's, she's a nurse and she's got everything right there on, on hand, which is honestly like, even that I thought, Lord Jesus, you're so good. If there's a place for my kid to fall, this is the place to do it. So she looks at it and she says, Vix, he's gonna need two stitches on, on, the, on the centimeter and a half cut and he's gonna need a stitch at the top. So I just keep praying. I'm like, well, friend, can you do it? Because I know if we're going to go, if we go to the hospital, they're going to charge us an arm and a leg because we don't have medical aid or anything. Yeah, We're like, this is not a great idea. What are we going to do? So I'm just praying. I'm just, and, and I'm not begging Jesus. I'm going, Lord, I can't do this, but you can. And I know he's standing right there. He's, he's good. We've, we've walked this thing of the kingdom where I choose, I'm either going to die or I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm not going another way. I'm not choosing another path. Either I die or Jesus helps me. And there's been lots of things like that where I'm like, I think I'm going to die or Jesus is going to help me. And I testify Jesus has helped me every single time. So here, as, as we turn him kind of to the light and, and Bex is checking him out, and in front of our eyes, this cut starts to swell and then goes down and closes in front of our eyes. Bex and I witnessed it. Still, I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I, it is amazing. I literally watched that cut close in front of my eyes. So she's like, Vix, this won't need a stitch. We just need to tape it. If we just put tape over it, it'll be absolutely fine. So I'm like, do you have tape? Of course I have tape. We go through and go and we put the tape on and she says, my boy, you might have a headache. You know, he landed on the corner of a step on his head. You might have a headache later, my boy. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. He didn't have a headache at all. And in the morning, I mean, he slept well and everything fine. You're like, are you okay? <laughs> you just hit your head on his step. Slept fine in the morning. Boy, how are you doing? How's your head? Are you sore? No, mom, I don't have a headache. I said to him, you know what, my boy? Jesus healed you yesterday. Our good God 
did a mighty miracle for you yesterday. He goes, yeah, I know, Mom. Mm. And this is living in the kingdom. This is what our God does. This is how good He is, how powerful and mighty He is. He is standing with us right now. And He doesn't, it's not an intellectual thing. It's not a good thought or good idea. It's His Spirit and His might to do miraculous and mighty things when we need them. He is powerful. He saved my boy. Because that could have been so bad. (laughs) Amen. So when the cares of life come in, what do we do? Do we capitulate to the cares? Or do we draw near to our King and ask for strength to stand? Because if we stand, that seed grows to be the biggest thing in the garden. For Vix and I, there is nothing bigger than the kingdom of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the biggest thing. It bears fruit. And that fruit gets to help others. And as I said, if you want to create a legacy, bring people along to heaven. So, I don't know why, but when I look at you, I see you counting sheep. What job do you do? What, what, what job do you do? What is your... Retired. You're retired. Okay, interesting. Because I, 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 I see you counting sheep. And it's like, as they come past you counting them, and I just see there's, there's like this, this finance or this wealth that within your hands and this ability that you have. And I just feel the Lord wants you to do something with it. I'm, I'm definitely not saying come out of retirement. But I think there's, there's something for you to do. Um, whether it is to pass it on, whether it is to, uh, whether he's going to give you new strategies to multiply the wealth you already have, I'm not sure. But I just, it's, it's like, yeah, I just keep seeing sheep and you're counting them, which, which represented like this money and this increase. And then I just see this whole field of sheep. So the blessing of the Lord financially upon you. And I believe your heart's in the right place where you're going to know what to do with it. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty King. All right. Let's let's finish off by praying. And those of you who want to stand, um, make a stand against the middle class curse, so to speak. Make a stand against always capitulating to comfort and security over the kingdom of God. If you would stand, we pray together. And um, let's trust, yeah, stand now. And let's trust God for a mighty work in our hearts. Paul prayed this for the Ephesians. I pray that God may strengthen you with power in the inner man so that. I started praying that for myself and others around me. I want to tell you, is a massive change. I don't understand it. I don't understand why we need to ask God for strength to stand, but when we do, He makes us stand. He's just good that way. So Father God, I just come to you with all of us who today make a stand against this middle class curse. We've learned it our whole lives that we need to seek security and comfort, not the kingdom. 
I pray, Lord, help us to seek first your kingdom. Help us to be able to lay aside the concerns and the worries that we may stand strong. We may stand strong and allow the seed to grow. It takes time, Jesus. I pray, give us strength that it may take root and grow and that we may see the fruit of it more and more and more in our lives. That we would be those who people look at and say, there is the kingdom of the Christ. Those people are real Christians. They bear the fruit of God. When I look at them, I see God Almighty. So I pray, Lord, give us strength. Strengthen us in our inner man that we may stand against the thorns and the thistles. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this blessing.